Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to inspire God's people where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. There's a thin line between faith and works. You know, faith is a very complex topic situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, faith is just, it's deep, y'all. But a lot of times we, I think, gloss over the scripture of faith without works is dead. And we say things sometimes, at least I do. Let, let me not, you know, assume that you are making the mistakes that I make. Sometimes I make the mistake of just like glossing over a scripture and just saying it as a cliche. So I like to go back and like meditate on it and really, you know, dig into the scriptures around it sometimes to, to bring it. Say it with me. Bring it to life. Bring it to life. Bringing it to life. So that's what I was thinking about today. The idea of faith without works being dead. What does that really mean? You know, I mean, I get it on the surface. Like on the surface, it's one of those things that's like pretty simple. But I like to just take a step back and like, what does that mean for me? Faith without works is dead. So it's like, all right, cool. So I just got to work and that mean I got faith. No, that's not it, Jermaine. I think sometimes we forget to look at it backwards. Work without faith is dead. You know, so one of the things is like we always focus on the part that you need the work to complete the faith. But then just by our actions sometimes, Like, I feel like we think work is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, you out here doing good deeds. We see it all the time. Oh, you're giving, you know, feeding the homeless on the news, or you're doing these things that are good deeds. They are good. Let me pat you on your back. Come here, bring me. I'm going to pat you. But we forget that the work without the faith is dead, spiritually at least, right? I know that in the world, like, it's good enough. Let's just be real. It's good enough to do the work in the world. but If you wanna, I'm not gonna do that. But in the kingdom, like you need the faith part. So simply, I just wanna look at the scriptures in James, just briefly, you know, for a quick second to explore how faith and works work together. Faith and work works. You know what I'm saying? Faith and works work together. Let's take a look at James chapter two. And I think we are going to start around, let's call it verse 17. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, people. Here's what it says. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. So let's stop there. Of course, 
The Bible literally says faith without works or good deeds is dead and useless. So we have to acknowledge that because it's in the word. So we're not disputing that. I've talked about that on this show before. Faith without works is dead, meaning that you could say you believe something, but if your actions don't support it. So it really is. You think of a cliche like actions speak louder than words, buddy. Then that's what this is saying. It's like, yeah, your works. I mean, your words. Okay, cool. You say you got faith. I believe I stand on the word of God. Then the moment something happened, like, ooh, I'm tired. I don't know why I just said that. Anyway, I'm not going to preach this week. I promise. I preached too much last week. Play preaching. So let's go to 18. Now someone may argue. Ooh, someone's going to argue. Ooh, I like this. We like arguments, right? It's like the Bible and turned into like Facebook, like you in the comments. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. So I like this because the argument is, hey, some have this one and some have that one. And people might argue that like, hey, that dude doesn't have faith, but he does a lot of good work in the community. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, hey, again, bring your back over here. I'm going to pat you on your back. Say it with me. Pat you on your back. Let's just keep reading. Verse 19. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. Verse 20. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Look, he like, look, bruh, you, you happy because you believe? The demons believe. They still demons, though. You get what I'm saying? So they demons, they not doing good work. So, okay, cool. They say they believe. You need both. What I really want to like point out in this is that it's a marriage between faith and works. And again, there's a thin line. Because the, the two are so closely knit together that sometimes you can have one without the other and think that you're doing good enough just because you got faith or just because you got works. So, and again, some of us could fall on any end of that spectrum. Some of us, we go to church all the time. Like, oh, we, you know, sing the songs and we like, oh, I got faith. But your lifestyle or the works or good deeds, they don't follow you. You don't, you don't have any of them. Nope, dead. Faith is dead. And then there's other one of us that's like, yep, I do all the work. I'm community minded. I'm a philanthropist. I donate to charity. I do the walks and all that. And it's like, mm, but you ain't got no faith in Jesus Christ. So, mm, sorry, that work, it might mean something here on earth, but it don't mean nothing in the kingdom of God. All right, let's keep reading. Verse 21. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right with God? By his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. 22. You see, his faith and his actions worked together. His actions made his faith complete. What I really want y'all to pay attention to right there is that it said they worked together. The actions and the faith were a team. LeBron to AD. Ooh, alley you behind her. Oh, ooh, behind. No look pass. Lake show, let's go. Verse 23. 
And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God, and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. He was even called the friend of God. 24. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. 25. Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. 26. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. So there you have it, people. According to the Bible, you need faith and works to work together. So let's not be people that focus too far on one end of the spectrum, which can be very easy for any of us to do. You know what I'm saying? You got to examine yourself. I have to examine myself. And it's like, you know, you look in the word. I love, you know, the whole situation with Rahab because she was a prostitute. And it's so easy for us to look at people and sum them up by what we know them from, by what their reputation is. But once you have faith and your work work together with your faith, your actions work together with your faith, your whole life can change. And she was made right with God. You get what I'm saying? By her faith and her actions aligning together. Even though even right there in the, in the scripture, it still labels her a prostitute. So, look, okay, maybe you did something in the past. Maybe there's a label on you. You're not going to be able to work yourself out of it without faith. You're not going to be able to faith yourself out of it without work. But if you pull the two together, your life can literally change and you can find your purpose in Jesus Christ. I was just sitting and thinking today of like just random people in the Bible. And when you just start thinking of names, Moses, Joseph, uh, Jonah, the list goes on. I don't want to start doing that. But my point with that is think of them and start thinking of like, how did faith and work team up for this person's purpose? You see it all through the Bible. Guys, people, it is time for the J-Wheel Music Song of the Day. And I dug into the archives for this one. Went back to my very first solo project from 2011. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of songs. I got about over 75 songs recorded, God's people. We could do this all day long. This one was produced by Sean McClain. It is entitled Faith. I have a faith song on every project. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Wow. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Things not seen. Faith. Cause I can't see 
It's not my might, no it ain't me Honestly, sometimes I'm so weak I almost gave up like last week But faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God So I read my Bible I came out stronger, came out wiser Came out fresh, my faith is an older riser I will have children, it'll be natural With my wife and we won't need in vitro Fertilization, a word to the nations This is my walk, my faith is the pavement As I walk by faith on an unfinished bridge My God paves the road Every time I come close to the ledge I feel faith Just when I thought I was about to fall Suddenly my foot touched the pavement Almost gave up, couldn't see much But I feel faith Hoping for what I don't see Walking like I seen it Walking in my freedom Talking to my Jesus These long walks, everybody needs them When you're on a journey to the kingdom There'll be battles, there'll be trials You might see arrows with the tips on fire But guard your face with the shield of faith The knight without armor earns no honor Praying for a harvest, learn from a farmer Plants don't grow if they don't have water Not to see the sunlight after the rain Manifestation of my walk by faith As I walk by faith on an unfinished bridge My God paves the road Every time I come close to the ledge I feel faith Just when I thought I was about to fall Suddenly my foot touched the pavement Almost gave up, couldn't see much But I feel faith When I set upon my journey I had no idea where it would take me But all I knew was the one who sent me And I knew the direction in which I was traveling Lord, I thank you For keeping me I can't see the end But yet I can see the end I feel faith Yes, there were times When I thought I was going to fall Just heard Faith by J. Will Music from my very first album, solo album. It came out in 2011, and it is entitled The End is the Beginning of Forever. Longest title ever, but please don't judge me. Again, the song is Faith, produced by Sean McClain. Y'all know what time it is. It's time to go. Jay, you all right, bro? I'm you know, good, man. You know what I feel? I felt something in my... I had to come. 
<laughs> I What's felt that? something in my spirit, man. What, what you feel, bro? I feel like Meech trying to steal my spot, man. <laughs> I bind and yeah. I cast. <laughs> Get the hits. Yeah, Meech, Meech trying to take over your, your spot, bro. And it shall not be. Ah. What up, Meech? You all right, bro? <laughs> Why do I always talk like people can actually talk back through the... Meech kind of crazy. He probably is talking back. <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, my brother? God's people, God bless you all. It is good to be in the presence of the Lord. Why do preachers when they do, why do they do that little? Uh, you know what? In so the, the presence uh, of God. The thing I be wondering is like, who was the first person to do that? It wasn't Paul. <laughs> that why, I know. Why can't you write that in the Bible? Like, right. uh, <laughs> God said that in the beginning. Yes, 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 yes. Not that Paul wrote Genesis, but right. somebody probably listening out. No, you don't know the word, Doc. Right, your theology's so off. Just, let me just stop quoting stuff, right? See, that's why when you start trying to quote stuff, you just be all messed up. Right. Because Paul said in Proverbs, like, mm, huh? Right. Oh, I just thought it was a P and just... Thought he wrote everything with a P. <laughs> what up, man? What what you doing here? What what you got for us today, bro? What, what's the word, man? Man, so uh, on my job, I work in the mailroom sometimes, like the cover down in the mailroom, right? Okay. So um, I needed some support down in the mail. <laughs> it is, is literally in the <laughs> deepest depths of the basement. Sounds like sin to me, right? <laughs> Like the name of your next play, Down in the Mail Room. Mm. Hold on, let me write that down. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I worked down in the mail room and there were some supplies that I needed. So I, even though I work in the mail room, there are people who have the money that order any supplies that I need. Okay. So um, one lady ordered me some supplies and I, were wait, I was waiting on them to get there because I needed them. And it was like uh, three days passed. I think they said three or four days was supposed to be there. Fourth day passed, week passed. We're into the middle of the next week. Mm. So I emailed her and I said, hey, did you order the so-and-so? And she said, uh, yeah. She sent me the, uh, the tracking number. Okay. And when I looked it up, the package had already been delivered. Come on now, bro. You, listen, if you're going to come in here, preach. That's all I ask, man. Just come in here with a word. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, you see, <laughs> oh, you see, that's, that's when Paul write that in. That uh, how do you spell that? Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, so so it it was there already, and with me being the person that works in the mailroom, I actually received the package. Woo! But I didn't know it was mine because it had her name on it. Woo! Come on now, Doc. That's it. We <laughs> right. Dropped the mic. Right. I, I mean, Walk away. <laughs> ain't nothing to preach, dude. You you just you just dropped the whole word. Mm. So you were looking for something mm -hmm. that you already had. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, now mm -hmm. let's take a step back. Okay. And, and let's really think about this for real. Yes, sir. I don't know. I don't want to put you on the spot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but you're here. Uh huh. Might uh -huh. as well ask you a question. Right. What is something in your life that you don't mind sharing with, you know, mm. all the people who listen to the show? We got a lot of listeners. Mm -hmm. So let's say this 
potentially be heard by thousands of people. So mm. let's just no pressure. All right. What is something that you want from God right now? Hmm. Wow. Something that I want from God right now. Uh, well, <laughs> okay. So I don't mind saying this because uh, I'm we're going to talk about this on future shows for sure. Okay. But um, I, I think I shared it with you. I haven't shared it with many people. But uh, my second play that I've been writing for some years now, I've been procrastinating, and uh, you know, the Lord kind of lit a fire under me. And uh, so I'm literally at the, the Lord or Lakinya. <laughs> the the Lord used Lakinya okay, to I light just... a fire under me, right? So, um, yeah. So I I am literally at the end now. I'm writing like the last scene now. So one thing that I definitely want from God is for Him to bless it and to prosper it when it comes out next Halloween mm. in 2020. We'll talk about that more at a later date. Okay, you piqued my interest with that. I I like that. I like that. I like that marketing play. So the the first thing, I guess the first point is that, Mm -hmm. you know, we all want something from God. Mm -hmm. So we're all waiting on something. And I think a lot of times, like, our minds can get clouded either into thinking what we're waiting on isn't that important. Mm. Or, you know, we can take the other route and think like what we're waiting on is so much more important than what anyone else has going on in their life. You know, that's kind of like the victim mentality of like, woe is me. Mm -hmm. And one thing I'm kind of learning is like everyone Mm -hmm. has something, some type of problem, something that they're going through, something that they're trusting God for. Right. Right. My point with that is for you. When you were there receiving, mm-hmm. part of the problem is when you're working in the mailroom, you're not just receiving your packages. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you were taking on so much stuff mm-hmm. that you missed what God had for you mm-hmm. because you were receiving any and everything. Now, we right. know that that's your job, mm-hmm. but the point is you just seeing packages coming in and right. you don't necessarily have time to kind of stop and look and see, all right, what's this? Mm-hmm. The reason I asked you about, you know, what's something you're waiting on so we talk about your play, and I, I don't want to get into it because I know we're going to get into it later, mm-hmm. but even when you think of whatever God did to light the fire under you, mm-hmm. whatever was said, that was to bring attention to the package that you already have, ah. but you're waiting on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Notice how you said you're waiting on God for the play. Yeah. But you have to write the play. Right. <laughs> so if you would have finished writing it five years ago, God could have mm-hmm. did what he did five years ago. Absolutely. So it's that idea of sometimes we're waiting on God and we're waiting on him to do something when we really just need to open our eyes and become aware to the fact that he's actually waiting on you to see mm-hmm. that he's already delivered it. Wow. And that's that's really good, man, because like you said, a lot of people... We use it as an excuse. I'm waiting on God. Yeah. I'm waiting on God. You know, and a lot of times God is waiting on us. Like he's literally ready and willing to do for us what we're asking. But we have to be persistent in prayer. We have to be consistent in reading his word and living for him. 
I, you know what just popped in my head was uh, Daniel chapter 10 or 7. Don't the, quote it and put it on. Put right, the right. I the book of Daniel. Right. <laughs> in the book of Daniel. As Paul said in Daniel. <laughs> in, the, in the book of Daniel, he was praying for something. He went on a fast. And three weeks in, the angel appeared to him. Right? And the angel said something to him very interesting. He said, the first day you set your heart to fast and pray for this, the answer came. But I was held up by the principalities in the heavens. Wow. And, and there was spiritual warfare involved. So it took the angel three weeks to get there. But what if That's heavy. he had given up on the 20th day? Mm. The answer was already, the answer was released that very first day. Wow. But what if he had given up? Two weeks in instead of waiting and just continuing to pray. Now I got to go back and study that again. That's something mm-hmm. really dope to bring up. Um, mm-hmm. That was That's really interesting. I don't want to speak too much specifically on it mm-hmm. because I need to go back and look at that story again. That, that has never stood out to me. Mm-hmm. But I like what you're saying from the standpoint that a lot of times God does things before we see it. Mm-hmm. Our struggle is we want to see things before God does it. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm going to say something. Okay. This might not, I don't know. I don't know if I should say this. It, it may be slightly controversial in the church world. Okay. But I'm going to say it because I believe it. All right. Let's ruffle some. Let's some, ruffle. Right. Ruff, is it ruffle? Ruffle some, some feathers. feathers. Yeah, yeah, let's ruffle some feathers. I don't know who, who's ruffling feathers. I don't like, know. Sometimes what, these, what kind of bird is it? I don't know what's happening anymore. Sometimes but. these cliches really throw me <laughs> off when you really stop and think about it. It's like, hold on. What? Wait. Right. Who, what, who did that? <laughs> um, I think part of the problem that happens sometimes in the church, I'll say, mm-hmm. it, and where we see this is when people chase a word. Mm. And so you have prophets coming in left and right. And no offense, I'm, again, I know, mm. like I said, this might sound a little controversial, but I don't mean it that way. I'm just mm. being honest. People chase a word so much mm. because it's almost like what we're looking for God to be is a fortune teller. Mm. So, oh, this such and such prophet is in town. Let me go and get me a word so I can hear what God is going to do before he does it, mm. which psychologically in some ways eliminates faith. Mm-hmm. If I can find a way not to need faith for what God is doing, mm-hmm. like just show me the confirmation first. And sometimes I, I wonder like how much that hinders us as the church taking on that mentality of, following prophets and looking for a word all the time when it's like, hold on. If I, if I step back and, and get my life together mm-hmm. and actually just follow the instructions of the Lord, mm-hmm. then maybe I don't have to always chase a word. I would dare say that's a slavery mentality. Yeah. When the Jews were in slavery to different nations or whatnot, they could not go to God on their own. They had to go to the priest. Right. So for them to receive a word, they had to go to the man of God. Yeah. 
And we, a lot of times, get that mindset where we have to go to the prophet. Like you said, chasing the word, right? God has the package for me. I don't want to receive it. Let me go to the prophet yep. because I don't want to do what I have to do. Now, the funny thing about that situation at work is that the girl that sent me the tracking number, I didn't do the work to look up the tracking number because I was expecting, expecting it to come in my name. Man. But it was in her name. But I had the tracking number. See, the tracking number was what's going to let me know. It didn't matter whose name was on it. If the tracking number is on there, that's what determines whether it has arrived or not or where it is. It didn't matter whose name was on it. It was yours. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it was delivered to you. Yes. But it didn't look like what you were expecting it to look like. Mm -hmm. you, you were actually looking for stuff that nobody told you to look for. Nobody told you that your name was going to be on it. Right. You know, and so sometimes we have these assumptions of, hey, this is what a blessing looks like. Mm -hmm. The blessing is going to come like this. It's going to look like that. It's going to say that. And when God blesses you and it doesn't look like what you expected because you were paying attention maybe to all the other packages that weren't even yours in the first place, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, then you can miss it. And right. then God has to kind of redirect. And so. Again, with the prophecy thing, I agree with what you're saying about the slave mentality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people listen to the show know I, I study psychology a lot. And mm -hmm. I look at and I don't study it in like a, a way that is um, anti the Bible or stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I study mm -hmm. it in a way. That's why the Bible is the foundation. Amen. And I didn't start studying that stuff until I read the word. Yeah. And, and was comfortable enough in my studies in the word to be able to look you know, at science and things like that. But one of the things that happens with me when I look at science, it actually enhances and strengthens my faith. Absolutely. And what I see in the Bible. I mean, I, I hear doctors all the time say things that I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. That, that actually aligns with the word of God. But at the end of the day, from that slave mentality that you're talking about, it's also manipulation. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if... If I can say, hey, in order to hear God, you got to listen to inspire God's people. Mm. This is the only frequency that God wow. <laughs> is transmitting on. Wow. Then it creates this illusion for your mind. You're like, I got to get to inspire God's people. He, Jermaine is the only person that God's speaking through. That's just mm. not the truth. Amen. God is speaking through other people. Absolutely. And woe unto them. <laughs> right. Those so-called prophets who are drawing people to them instead of Christ. I cannot. It scares me. I'm be honest. That, that's too. very scary to me. It is, and it would be scary to me from the standpoint of like, look, bro, like if if you just read the word, I'll say it this way. I don't even want to gain whatever I can gain from making you think that. <laughs> right, I'd rather right. just tell you like right now, like, no, nah, no, nah, bro. Because again, and, and I'm not, I'm definitely not saying something is wrong with prophecy. So I don't want anyone to think right. that. But I do think sometimes it's not the what, but it's the how. Yes. It's how yes. we're living out these things and how we're operating in the church. And, and look, to the point of your packages, sometimes. Chasing the word is what is making us miss what God really has for us. Mm. Like we chasing and hearing something wow. 
from a manipulative person sometimes who's just trying to get a check Mm -hmm. or who just trying to whatever, whatever. And God looking like, I gave you the tracking number. I told you where to go for the word that I have for you. Right. Like, I ain't tell you to follow the jelly bean trail nowhere else. (laughs) Right. Man, yeah, that's good. We don't want to, a lot of times we don't want to do the work. And that's really what it boils down to. We don't want to study the word of God for ourselves. You know, the Bible talks about how we're to study, to show ourselves approved, right? But we don't want to study. We're, sometimes we're, we don't mind reading it, but we don't want to study it. You yeah. know, it's a very interesting thing that the Bible was completed over 2,000 years ago in a foreign country to us, right? right? In a different culture, and we think we can just gloss over it and read it and understand it. It is impossible. You have to study it. You have to dig down deep into the word of God. And we don't want to put that work in. If it's, it's so much easier to have a prophet just come and tell me what God is saying instead of me going to the word of God and studying it for myself, praying, doing what Daniel did and fasting, praying, seeking God for three weeks or however long he didn't know. He didn't even know how long it was going to take. Yeah. But he kept going. And it just so happened on that 21st day was when the answer came. So to your point, we got to stop putting off what God called us to do or what he has for us and and expecting someone else to do it because they have a title. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we like you said, we just want to be told what to do. Right. And that's why a lot of times, man, I try to stay away from telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. Because I know sometimes that's what people are looking for, too. Like, like, hey, tell me, should we uh, do this? Should we watch or listen to this? Like, tell me. Because if you right. tell me to your point, it takes the work out of it for me to have to study, mm-hmm. understand the word, under, and hear from the Lord. And I really got this thing, man, where I'm like, look, it's better to educate people than to tell them what to do. Because, mm-hmm. again, if you... If I tell you what to do, you will do it that one time because I told you. Right. If I educate you, then you'll become equipped to do the right thing again and again and again. Wow, that's good. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong. I know you know when you had your clothing line, Bellwether. It's not like I remember we had a conversation about someone that called you, or maybe it was maybe it was several people that just called you and were like, "How do you do it? How what do you do? Like, <laughs> just tell me what to do." Yeah. Basically to get to where you are without the work. That happens with a podcast. I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm going to just do a YouTube video. I just came to this conclusion today. Okay. I'm going to do a YouTube video called How to Start a Podcast. Okay. Because I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do it, then I'll do it in a way where I could share it with multiple people. Mm-hmm. And um, Make sure y'all sign up for his YouTube page too, y'all. Yeah, inspire God's people, man. Let's yeah. do it. Um. But yeah, so people used to ask me all the time, they hit me up, how do you start a clothing company? How do you make hats? How do you do this? Now, I'm going to be real. I see this two ways. Okay. Number one, one of the reasons why I educate myself on things and, you know, try to become a thought leader in certain areas, like when I was doing fashion, I was really heavy into it and taking classes and things like that. It's because I want to be a resource to people. Mm-hmm. So I do I do want to be someone that someone can call or that can advise people. That's part of what I do. You know right. what I mean? 
But on the other hand, what I was noticing is that, to your point, I wanted to give people the nuts and bolts, like to tell them how I had to go work. Right. And they, like you, they wanted me to take the work away from them. Right. And that was my point. I'm, yeah. <laughs> let me make that clear. I'm not no, saying. No, you made it. You were right. I, okay. I just yeah. want to make sure nobody think I was just saying that, you know, we can't give any advice out or anything no, like no. that. No, but you, you said, said it right. But you, you said, said right. the key word, educate. There's a difference between telling me what to do and to, and educating me on how to do it. Yeah, because the the education just means, hey, I'm giving you some instructions to go work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I'm telling you this, this, and this, but you're not really going to know all the answers until you start touching it. Mm-hmm. And so the thing with... The thing with the fashion company that was crazy to me is I wasn't, you know, and I don't mean it's like I was working very hard. Like I never had a weekend when I for those three years that I did Bellwether, I sacrificed my Friday nights and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I was doing inventory. I was ordering stuff. I was shipping. And so sometimes it's a slap in the face to just want the answers to the work that I did. Mm. It's almost like cheating on the math test. You know how in math. Some teachers would be like, show your work. Right, right. <laughs> and they were doing that because they know if they tell you to show your work, you can't cheat. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> you just reminded me. When I was in college, we we had a teacher. He was very hardcore. And uh, he made us write an eight-page um essay on on something i don't remember what it was but whatever it was i didn't want to do the work (laughs) so i filled in a lot of just writing it was just me writing stuff that may or may not have had anything to do with it and he gave me the paperback and i got a c minus on it which in his class was not passing oh wow and he gave it back to me he said go rewrite this and he handed it to me and as i was going through his notes he marked all over the paper and he wrote, it was like two pages. He wrote, this is fluff. Wow. I was very offended. <laughs> but he was how you, right. right. How you offended and you know, <laughs> you knew you didn't do it. It literally was fluff. It just was me trying to find stuff to fill in and, 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 and puff, puff up. And that's what it really was. And he caught it. And, and that, that was actually what offended you. And see, that's the crazy thing, right? When we try to cut corners... Mm-hmm. and not do the work that God called us to. Because God called us to the work. Yes. We think God called us to the blessing, to Whoa. the thing. God <laughs> called you to build the ark. Wow. You get what I'm saying? So so imagine Noah wanting God to call him to walking into the glorious ark. Uh-huh. That's what we want. We want to step with our families. <laughs> you are going to be a king. I'm right. going to regenerate the earth, repopulate the earth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just step into with all his glory. Wow. And God come to you and he like, hey, no, nah, bro, I, I actually want you to build it. Right. Like, you're going to have to sweat. <laughs> like, wait, God, you, I thought you were building the heart <laughs> and I was going to walk in. Right. <laughs> that's what we, and that's what we want. But wow. God called us to the work. And so what we have to understand, and, and, and again, like you did with your test, we get offended when mm-hmm. someone calls us out on our laziness. Wow. We get, hold on, what? No, not you. <laughs> right. I, how dare you call me lazy? Mm-hmm. 
when you know good and well, you didn't do all the studying. Right. When you know good and <laughs> well, you don't. That reminds me of like arguing on social media. Mm. I can always, I ain't going to say always, but a lot of times I can tell when people who are arguing, they're arguing about a topic they haven't studied. Right. And they're really more so arguing because they're offended that mm-hmm. you recognize that they don't know. Wow. That's good. We need to, we need to do a show on social media. Dude, it's, yeah. it's out cold. You know, everybody has a voice now. Everybody's, everybody knows everything about everything now on social media. It's scary. We're only 10 years in with social media. 10 years in. Can you imagine 10 years from now? What, uh, so it's, yeah, we need, to, we need to talk about that. Yeah, social media is crazy. But I, I think what you were saying, like when we think about from the slavery mentality, mm-hmm. um, and, and some of that is we're comfortable being slaves. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm figuratively speaking, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So um, think about with the children of Israel. This, this always blows me away. But the children of Israel, when they were freed, mm-hmm. and they're in the wilderness now, <laughs> and the moment they didn't have food, they were like, yo, at least when we were slaves, like, you know, we had food on the clock because, you know, I just picture prison. Like, okay, it might not be the best food, mm-hmm. but at least when I was in prison, it was, you know, lunchtime, whatever, dinner, I don't know how they do it. You know what I'm saying? They call it uh, three hots and a cot. Ah, three okay. hot meals and somewhere to sleep. There and so and there you have it. At least when I was bound, mm-hmm. I had three hots and a cot. Wow. And so you have a situation where the children of Israel, in that moment of adversity, mm-hmm. preferred slavery over freedom. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I think at some point they actually said we want to go back. Yeah. They, crazy, they really bro. want to go back. That's crazy. Wow. Well, back to the first analogy about, you know, being in the mailroom with the, with the package, man. We have to put the work in and we have to, to, to search God out, seek God out. You know, um, that's, that's what he's called us to, man. He, he enjoys that fellowship with us. And it may not be comfortable all the time. You know, when you go back to the book of Genesis, Bible talked about how he would come down to talk to them in the cool of the day. He, God wants relationship with us. That's why he created us. We're not robots. We, can, we have free will. We can make a decision to serve him or not to serve him, but he wants that relationship with us. And can you imagine how difficult that had to be for God to even make that decision, to give us free will? Yeah. Because doing so, he kind of put himself in an awkward position. Because now, because I have free will, I can choose to not serve him. Yeah, I can choose to not do what he says do. And it's my choice. And ain't no, ain't no bolt of lightning going to come down and strike me if I say right. I don't believe in God or I don't want God or, or I don't want to do things God, God's way. Now, of course, there are consequences. Exactly. But that's not what God... God wants us to have that free will relationship with him. And we see it every day. Yeah. We see people who don't believe in God every day. So mm-hmm. if that wasn't the case, then everyone would be a believer. <laughs> but it's not. And so wow. I, I think to that point, I, the last thing I'll say about it is focus. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the reason that we are not hearing 
the word that God really has for us. And I, I would relate it to all those boxes that you had. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when so much stuff is coming at you, mm-hmm. it's hard to focus on or even know what's the right thing. And so in your situation, you just getting, you just receiving boxes all day or once a day, whatever, whenever they're coming, mm-hmm. but they're coming at you a lot at the, at a time. Yes. And just like you said with social media, we got a lot of information that comes at us every day. Man, you can get the worst advice in the world on social media, mm. but it's a whole lot of it for free. Mm. It's like just <laughs> advice galore. <laughs> right. Like it's relationship advice, it's you know religious advice, all type of stuff. We need to hear God's voice. Yes, the Word talks about His sheep knowing His voice. Mm. I know my wife's voice, mm-hmm. but if we're in a crowded room, mm-hmm. her voice could get drowned out. And I might have to focus in mm-hmm. to recognize it. Wow. I, I, you dropped the mic on that one, Doc. I, <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say, my brother. Well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> it's time to go. What are you doing here? God's people, you know what? I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate you listening right now. Like, you know how dope that is? You know, and this whole idea of this show today talking about faith and work and, you know, not being lazy and all of those things. I just appreciate the opportunity to talk to y'all every week, because let me tell y'all something. If you don't know, this is a whole lot of work, bro. Sometimes I think I'm crazy. I told y'all that. But I thank God for health, for strength. And as crazy as it is, you know, all the work I do, I notice how God works it out. You know, when you have faith and you're not complacent and you're getting up. And sometimes we allow that fear of the unknown or we create obstacles because we look at our situation and we always figure out every reason why we can't do the work and, you know, allow it to work together with our faith. So I just thank you for being a part of this journey. And I hope you enjoyed today's show. And I hope and pray that you share this show with somebody. Christmas is coming up. New Year's. You're going to see your family. Share the show, people. Please share the show with somebody, man. Somebody, For me, I be in my own world Create for the creator when I'm in my own world I surf below the surface It's layers to my purpose Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it The art is all natural and authentic Rivers of love, we swimming for us We can't drown if we fall in it If you looking for me, I be in my own world Create for the creator when I'm in my own world I surf below the surface, it's layers to my purpose Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world